Welcome to episode 7 of Sample Excavator. I'm your host, Angelo Robledo. I'm a sample archaeologist, digging through sample and production history to piece together the stories behind the world's biggest records. Each week, I take a deep dive into a different sample or sound that has permeated music, examining all of the major times it's been used. After last week's monster episode about the Lynn Collins Think About It sample, I figure I'd tackled something a little smaller this week, so I'll be breaking down the song Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. It was first written in 1982 and first released in 1984 on Fast Folk Musical Magazine. It eventually was included in her 1987 Solitude Standing album. There's only one melody that is the basis of the entire song from start to finish, with that melody and Vega's vocalizations being sampled dozens of times in the subsequent decades. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. And I finish up my coffee and it's time to catch the train. I'm sure you can already think of a few songs that have used that iconic melody. What's interesting is that this sample is one that has seen increased use in the 21st century when other songs released at a similar time are seeing a decrease in use as we approach the 2020s. What did happen shortly after its album release was a remix by UK EDM outfit DNA, who used the acapella vocals without any permission to fill the dance track. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. Eventually, a deal was worked out with Vega and DNA, and the remix went on to be certified gold, becoming bigger than Vega's original. It is perhaps this prominence that jump-started sample use in the subsequent decades. The first sample I want to talk about was released in 2007, but technically written and recorded sometime in the early 90s, which is why I'm including it this early in the chronology. Late night cooling with my homies, drinking Hennessy and cold brew. After smoking, stopped in Oakland, got the munchies for some soul food. So we stopped to get a bite to eat at the local barbecue. It's just another boring Monday, and there's nothing else to do. Now, as we stepped out of the car, I heard someone behind me fighting. So I turned to look and find out what's the cause of this excitement. My brother was a dope bean and the other was a dope man. And the dope man had an AK, said he'll spray and he's not joking. Well, it seems to be the dope bean or the dope man. The song is Dope Fiend's Diner by Tupac, released posthumously on volume two of his Best of Tupac album. In the same manner as Vega's original, it makes all vocals fit the melody. This is in stark contrast with what you'll see with almost all other examples of times in which this song has been sampled, where the artist just uses the ad-lib vocalizations at the beginning of the song, like in the next song titled Know That, released in 1998 on the European version of the self-titled debut album from Destiny's Child.
In the next case, the vocals are not used at all, just the melody to provide background. That's the 2009 song, Juice, and while this song is performed by Drake, credit for cleverly using the Tom's Diner sample has to go to the producer of the beat, Boy Wanda. Boy Wanda might be one of the most successful producers of the late 2010s, producing Rihanna's song, Work, Eminem's Lucky You, and Drake's God's Plan in recent years. The most successful song to sample Tom's Diner is of course Centuries by Fall Out Boy. This song was released in September of 2014 and was the lead single off of their album American Beauty American Psycho. The fact that Fall Out Boy, a rock band, would use samples in their music turned some heads in the music world. In an interview with the New York Times, the band talked about why they chose to release a multitude of songs that contained samples for that album, with frontman Patrick Stump commenting, quote, I feel like it's not common in rock music, and it kind of gets lazy to do the same thing over and over again, especially when so many other genres have figured out how to do it in a creative, exciting way. There are still a lot of rock musicians standing around going, that's not music, man. It just makes us dinosaurs if we can't figure it out as a genre, end quote. It'll be no surprise that I approve of and appreciate this sentiment. To say that sampling isn't music or that producers who use samples aren't musicians does nothing more than expose one's ignorance about what really goes into sampling in modern music production. All art is derivative, whether it's an actual sample or not. West Side Story, High School Musical, and arguably Grease are all musical repackagings of Romeo and Juliet, but no one seems to have an issue with that. As we explored in episode 2, some of the greatest rock bands in history have used similar if not identical riffs, borrowing or stealing heavily from each other and earlier blues artists. But suddenly, when it's hip-hop producers in the 80s sampling, it's unartistic. It's important to critique the critiques of this musical technique, analyzing potential underlying biases that are preventing sampling from being viewed in fair artistic light. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox and back into the music. Continuing with uses in hip-hop is the 2018 Black Eyed Peas song, Wings, off of their album Masters of the Sun, which is a stark departure from the pop mega-hits they had released in the aughts and early 2010s. It's hard to imagine, but technically the Black Eyed Peas have been around since the mid-90s, releasing critically acclaimed records built around very jazzy production, similar to the work done by groups in the Native Tongues Collective like De La Soul and A Tribe Called Quest in the early 90s. This makes their original 1991 name, Atban, or A Tribe Beyond a Nation, 
make much more sense. Their new album takes them back to their roots with politically charged verses and classic jazz rap production, which is on full display in their song Wings, which contains the Tom's Diner sample. Finally, we come back to EDM, arguably the genre that jump-started the use of this sample. In 2018, David Guetta released Let It Be Me, with vocalist Ava Max interpolating Suzanne Vega's vocalizations for the hook. It matches perfectly with the sparse summary production on the song. When you're faded and alone and need somebody on the phone, let it be me, let it be me. When she leaves you in the rain and need a high to kill the pain, let it be me, let it be me. And I'll show you love the way it's supposed to be. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of Sample Excavator. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you're enjoying this project and tell a friend about it to grow our sample excavation. As always, playlists containing all of the songs mentioned in the show, plus more, are available on both Spotify and Apple Music. So head down to the show notes to find those links. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IDigItFirst, and you can find the show at Sample Excavator on both platforms as well. Feel free to contact the show by sending emails to thesampleexcavator at gmail.com. Sample Excavator is researched and written by myself and produced by Guy Tannenbaum. The theme music was written by David Ramos. The articles and interviews referenced will be linked in the show notes below. As a reward for sticking through the credits, here's a sneak peek at a song we'll be examining next week. Until then, keep on digging.